welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for this episode and just so happy that you are here like always. This is an episode with Sydney Cummings and if you guys know me, if you watch my YouTube channel, if you even have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that Sydney Cummings is a guest that I have been so excited to interview and share with you guys. If you guys don't know me and my story with fitness, I did a whole podcast episode on my relationship with fitness and health and kind of where I've gotten to a healthier place in terms of my health and fitness. You know, I feel like it's really easy to be working out for the wrong reasons or be working out just to look a certain way or not enjoying your workouts and not feeling like they are actually fueling your mindset, your mental health, all those things. And Cindy Cummings has been such a positive influence on me in this realm If you guys don't know her, she is a personal trainer, but she also has a YouTube channel here on YouTube and she makes daily workouts. And when I say daily, I mean she posts a new workout every single day. She does HIIT workouts, she does strength workouts, yoga, Pilates, she does a lot of different styles of workouts, but there is just something so different about Sydney. She is so positive, she's so uplifting in a way that's not cheesy Her workouts are just solid workouts. They've really pushed me and I started really actually lifting weights and getting into strength training because of her workouts. And so I have been wanting to interview her for a while. I actually started this podcast with the mindset of wanting my interviews that I post on here to be from people who are my personal mentors. And though I had not really met Cindy before we recorded this episode, I do feel like she has been a mentor for me in terms of fitness and health. And I was just really honored to get to talk to her. And I'm really excited to share her with you because this is just like a special episode for me because I do think that there are so many just different opinions about fitness and health and I know how much I have struggled with these things and kind of getting to a good place with my workouts and nutrition and all those things and it can be a really hard thing to go through so I do just want to say I don't know if working out is something that is triggering for you we don't really talk about eating and those kinds of things as much so I don't think that this is a very triggering episode, but I know everyone's different. If fitness is a topic that does make you feel a certain way, you don't have to listen to this episode. But if you're looking for motivation, if you're not even into working out, she goes into a lot of like her business, how she started working with her fiance. We just covered a lot of really good topics and I think it was a great combo if you guys want to stay tuned and listen. Beyond that, I guess for my little life update for the week, I do want to keep this one a bit short as well just because we did talk for quite a bit of time for this episode. I have something very exciting that is happening soon that I will talk about later, but we officially solidified everything this week. And so I have been in such a good mood from that. I cannot wait. It's probably quite obvious what I'm talking about, but just know it's a good thing that's coming. I've just had a very normal work week, just been working on new videos. I've really been trying to kind of switch up my content and do more than just vlogs and think of other video ideas and have been really lining up some sponsors and then also getting into tax season, which is just a lot and a lot of prep and work, especially if you're doing your own taxes. And so I'm starting to kind of work on that as well. So it's been a busy week, but a good week. I just feel so thankful to have things to be busy with. And if you don't have things to be busy with. I really hope that this podcast is just a good way for you to kind of relax and listen to a good combo and just start your week well. I think this is such a good episode for a Monday 
episode. I think it'll really motivate you for the week and just inspire you. So that is really all I have to say. Let's just go ahead and hop right into this episode. But I love just to start off, I would love for you just to share who you are and what you do for anyone who might not know who you are. Yeah. So my name is Sydney Cummings. Uh, I am a NASM certified personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist, uh, co-founder of Royal Change, which is a fitness company, digital fitness company. And we create YouTube videos, uh, workouts every single day on our YouTube channel, uh, where we post a 30 to 60 minute workout for Obviously, it's YouTube, so worldwide audience, um, and our company is kind of growing, just trying to make health and fitness accessible to people all over the world with no barriers. So no matter what your income level is, your uh, where your proximity is to a gym, how much you know about fitness, your fitness level, our mission is just to make fitness accessible to people everywhere, no matter what. So I'm the lead trainer and the co-founder of the company, and we've just been doing uh, YouTube uploads for about two and a half years now, almost three years, just trying to make sure everyone has access to high quality fitness. I would love to also hear kind of how you got into fitness. And if it was something where you've always just been more athletic, was it something you did in high school? Or was it something that you found kind of later on in your life? Yeah, I've always been an athlete ever since I can remember. I you know, started with basketball, I think in third grade and, and tried everything through elementary school. Uh, middle school and high school played basketball, soccer, volleyball, track and field, um, and then narrowed it down in high school to just basketball, volleyball, and track. And when I was in high school, I also started to get interest from some colleges. And so I started doing um, AAU track, USATF track. Um, So just traveling around in the summer, exposing myself to different competition outside of just my high school competition. Uh, Because I knew if I was going to get to the collegiate level, I had to kind of be around people that were going to challenge me and and show me what I would experience at the collegiate level, which made me want to be better and work harder. So uh, I got a scholarship to West Virginia University on a track and field scholarship as a high jumper and was lucky enough to not have any injuries all four years at college and then graduated college and have just, you know, tried to figure out fitness as a non-athlete, but still an athlete at heart for the last, um, I guess, almost 11 years now. And just, uh, I've been, I guess fitness has always been kind of who I am and just what I do stemming from being a lifelong athlete. Was there a particular person who you felt like was a mentor in your fitness career or someone who you felt like was a really positive influence in that space at all? I think being a part of a team my whole life, it was a constant kind of motivation pour in where you know, if you're a part of a team, you see people working hard alongside you. So I'd say my teammates my whole life, and especially in college, as as we get into college, it, it was, you know, totally different than just being like a high school athlete. So mm-hmm. my teammates, uh, my strength and conditioning coach, Brian Fitzpatrick in college, he was incredible at teaching me from the basics. I, I went to college actually not having any background in strength and conditioning. I just, you know, I was an athlete, but I was never exposed to lifting how to lift weights the right way. So he was a big part of the growth of me kind of understanding and learning strength and conditioning from the ground up. My track coach, Marshall Murray, was also my AAU track coach and is now just kind of a part of our family and just an incredible guy who taught me a lot about pushing yourself outside of what's normal, pushing yourself outside of what is expected. And and that meant a lot to me coming from a small town. You know, there's a lot of 
fit into this mold and do what is mm-hmm. traditional. And so he kind of pushed me to to push myself and let me know that that's okay. So both of those guys and my teammates, I would say, have been some of my biggest inspirations for just following my heart and knowing that if you're going to do anything better than you know you have done, you have to push yourself outside of what you've already done. So, and I think just like you probably can attest to this, so many people we as we grow, we just grew into the digital world of you know uh, creating content and other creators just making it normal, making it not so strange to put fitness content online, I think is, is incredible. So I guess a lot of different inspirations in a lot of different ways. And going off, you mentioned kind of like pushing yourself into a new realm. I'd love to hear how you went into personal training specifically, like if that was something you studied in college or was it kind of like a backup plan for something else? It actually wasn't what I studied in college. I studied child development and family studies, started with nursing uh, and then switched over to child development and family studies because I was having a hard time fitting nursing clinicals in with track and field travel. You know, I, I had track, which was covering my college tuition. So I switched over to child development and family studies and actually anticipated being a child life specialist. So just an advocate for children in the hospitals uh, when they would be there for extended stays. And so I graduated college having a lot of trouble finding a job. It's, it's such a niche position that there aren't that many in the country. So I had a really hard time finding a job and then went back to nursing school anticipating, you know, the safety. And like I mentioned earlier, just the traditional nature of nursing, where it's going to be safe, no matter where you go, you'll have a job. So I actually went back to nursing school and was working at a nonprofit, putting myself through nursing school. And I got laid off from my nonprofit job in the summer between first and second year of nursing school. And I know this is a long story. It kind of pulls back around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got laid off from that job. And uh, called my boyfriend at the time who had already moved here to Charlotte for his finance career. He's a CPA and told him about being laid off from my job. I was crying, panicking. I didn't know how I was going to put myself through school. And he mentioned that he had talked to a gym manager at a gym that he was working out down here in Charlotte, talked to him about my college career and kind of the accolades that I achieved through that. And the gym manager mentioned to him, if she's interested in, you know, personal training, It's really hard to find female personal trainers and college athlete personal trainers. So I was like, at this point, I don't have anything to lose. You know, I could take my severance package and go to Charlotte, make some extra money throughout the summer to help me get back into nursing school. And from there, as you can probably guess, I never went back to nursing school and just fell in love with fitness and just the process of actually flipping to the other side of being an athlete my whole life and having a coach. Now I was able to coach people and help them get kind of the same experience that I had been given my whole life. So fell in love with it, never went back to nursing school and just have continued to evolve in fitness through the growth of, I guess, myself and the brand, starting off training at a lot of different gyms, just trying to get to know people in a city where I didn't know anybody, then started offering free boot camps in the park. Again, just trying to grow my client base, trying to get exposure, and then moving into the scalability of the business is kind of where we moved into the digital world. Just knowing if I only trade an hour with one client for this amount of money forever, there's no scalability for that. I can't, you know, I can't ever level up. I can't make more time. This is just it. So my brother actually passed away in 2017 and just kind of forced me to reevaluate, you know, what kind of impact are you leaving in the world? And at that point, 
I can definitely say I was complacent and just making ends meet. And his passing inspired me to just think bigger, think how can I help more people on a grander scale? So it didn't initially, it wasn't initially the plan to be all into fitness, but it, it kind of fell into my lap in a place where I was able to fall in love with it as I grew and figured out, you know, this is actually full potential Sydney. This is who I feel like I was really meant to be. And you mentioned how, I believe it's your fiance, Dustin, right? Yeah. Okay. So he seems like a really obviously big part of your business. So I'd love to hear kind of how he went from being a CPA to actually helping you full time with what you're doing now. And, you know, being like co-founders of your Royal Change business? And maybe also what have you found are some of like the pros and cons of also running a business with your significant other and kind of balancing the relationship aspect, but also, you know, the work aspect, because I feel like your stuff or y'all stuff is just growing like crazy right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. I found you during kind of like prime quarantine in March and I'm always sharing your workouts with my followers, but it's just crazy to see like how your subscriber count just keeps going up and Mm -hmm. it makes me so happy because I know the influence you've had on my fitness, but to see that also for other people too, is just really exciting. But how do you deal with that with a significant other and like running that and all that? Yeah, that's, I get this question a lot actually. Mm -hmm. And I guess to go back to how it started, like I mentioned, Dustin moved to Charlotte for his CPA career. Charlotte at the time was the second biggest financial city in the United States outside of New York. So he moved here to just kind of be able to grow in that profession. He also is from West Virginia. We're both from West Virginia and kind of have always both had the idea of growth and just a bigger potential than we felt like we could achieve there. So he moved here. I was in nursing school, anticipated just coming down here after I was finished and moved here in 2014. And in the process of me falling in love with fitness, he supported me because I honestly wasn't making any money as a personal trainer. I remember my first paycheck for two weeks was $208. Wow. And I thought this was a terrible decision. What am I doing? <laughs> Why did I stop? But you know, he kind of gave me that ultimatum of you give it all you've got for a year and you really try and you really don't leave any, any options out there to where you have an attempted growth and I'll support you through this. You know, we, you can make the money that you make and the growth and, in order to establish this foundation of the business, give it all you have. And if it doesn't work out, then you can go back to nursing school. So I did that, worked my hardest, you know, number one, to to make sure that this thing that I was so in love with, actually, I did give it my best shot. And then number two, and I'm sure you can probably relate to this in some way, the non-traditional nature of what I was doing was something that I didn't have a lot of support with. And a lot of people doubted it and, you know, called it a hobby and called it a pipe Mm. dream. And so I wanted to kind of prove them wrong as well. So I was working really, really hard in the process of Dustin uh, being a CPA here and, you know, watching me work different hours than him. He was also kind of bored in the evening. So he picked up a camera and has always been very artistic. He started taking photos for me with the boot camps that I mentioned in the park, he would go there, take uh, pictures. So other people that went to the boot camps could repost them on their Instagram or their social. He would make hype videos and we would post them uh, just trying to get more people next week. And so he started really helping me market my company or what is our company through his talent and his artistic ability with the camera. And that in turn started getting people reaching out and asking me, who's doing your pictures? Who's doing your videos? So He actually established his own freelance company where How to Show Media 
actually was involved with clients like Nike, Randy Moss, the NBA, Michael Jordan. He had pictures in People Magazine, Reebok. I mean, he had incredible clients just from them seeing what he was doing. And so we knew at some point with that growth that we wanted to work together and eliminate, you know, as a, a fitness professional needing his services and as his services started needing, you know, talent or models, I would fill in for him. We knew, we knew that we could cut costs in that collaboration and we knew in some way we could scale both of our passions with fitness and health and media content creation and make something big. So go back to when my brother passed away, it was right after that Dustin actually left his job as a CPA and still did freelance photography and jumped all in with me as well. And we, uh, we had to both work, you know, like 80 hours a week to be able to afford our apartment and bills. So mm-hmm. we really buckled down and hustled for a couple of years. And I think it was about a year and a half later, he was able to stop the freelance and just go all in with me. And together, Royal Change has just grown from the two of us up until very recently, about two and a half years, it's just been the two of us. He does all the filming and the editing and the photography and the website design and the list goes on and on. Content for our Sydney Squad membership, he creates all the downloadables for that. So, you know, I'm, I guess I'm technically the face of it, but I'm definitely not anywhere near the sole influence or, or operator here. It's very much dual-sided in being able to make all of this content come to life. So I would say it started from him believing and believing in the mission of making health and fitness accessible to people everywhere. We both come from very humble beginnings of not having, our families didn't have money for like personal trainers and gym memberships. So we go come from that same background of wanting to make this something that people don't have to have a certain balance in their bank account for. That mission, I think, is one of the biggest perks of working with Dustin is just knowing that at the end of the day, no matter how tough it is, we have this mission in mind that people deserve this. And we know that our two talents combined can bring that to them to change lives, to help people become happier, healthier, stronger, you know, whatever benefit they get from working out with us. It's, it's our sole mission in life is just to make that happen. And, you know, doing this with someone who, you know, has your back all the time. And in my head, it just makes it that much easier. Uh, Of course, there are days when it's not that easy and it's, you know, (laughs) it gets a little sticky, but it always, we don't really fight that much. It always just comes back to like, what's the real mission here? What's the bigger picture here? Um, and how we balance each other out in a way that I'm really great at this part of the business and he's really great at this part of the business. And we know, you know, we've got to both do our best to make this vision come to life. So we'll hold each other accountable. Uh, we'll push each other when the other one needs pushed. And it, it's been great. I can say we've had an incredible experience just being able to work with someone that you really trust and that really is all about the mission think that's what's helped us grow this company to what it is now and to where we're able to bring on employees now and expand into different branches with the company of merchandise and fitness equipment and a membership community. But it all boils back to just trusting each other and and supporting each other and always having the other ones back no matter what. So from my experience, it's been great. I think, Mm. you know, advice for anyone who's thinking about that, make sure it boils back to the mission being something that you both have in common instead of you know, one person has this idea and the other one's just kind of, okay, I'll, I'll put up with it or I'll, I'll support it if I can, but it's something we both really, really believe in. And that's helped us tremendously. 
And you always seem like you have just always been a very motivated person. And one of the biggest questions I get from my followers when it comes to like fitness and working out is how to have the motivation to A, just start a fitness routine, maybe someone who's just getting into working out and Mm -hmm. then B, just like keep going with it. And something that I loved, I was doing one of your workouts recently. You were talking about how not every day you're going to have the same energy levels, but you have to, you know, make the most with what you have that day. Because I feel like there will be a few days a week where the workout's just great. I'm feeling it. I feel Uh like I'm thriving. But then there are those couple that it's just not going to be the best workout of my life. And so I'd love to hear how you find the motivation just in your personal life to keep up with a fitness routine. Obviously, it's also your work. So I think that mm-hmm. is a little bit different, but maybe someone who's just coming into fitness for the first time, do you have any tips for them? Yeah, I truly do believe that motivation trips people up because they always think they need it. They always think mm-hmm. if if I'm going to start something, I have to be motivated to start it. And I get it. Like it's, you know, the energy of starting something new, you want it to be there. But I, I always challenge people to not depend on motivation because it's, it's such an emotion, you know, it, it comes and goes and you'll find it watching a hype video on YouTube. You'll find it from a song. And then when that song is over, what happens? So go back to your why, go back to why are you even thinking about starting this fitness journey? Why is it something that you would be interested in and and how do you anticipate yourself benefiting from it? For me, that's what it always boils down to is there are like four or five days out of the week where I'd much rather not be doing the workout at this time, or I'd rather start something else. And in terms of the business, you know, I'm never always motivated. Pre-workout and caffeine always helps, but (laughs) as far as just starting something new, I think, you know, don't think all the stars have to be aligned. Don't think everything has to be perfect to get started. You just do have to make that consistent attempt totally imperfect, totally sloppy, totally, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but you do have to start and you do have to just keep taking your best shot at it. And you'll figure out along the way, you know, what, what time works for me to work out at. And I'm not a morning person. So if I shove myself into this morning workout uh, time slot, and I think this is the only way it can happen, I'm automatically going to think I just can't do this. Maybe you're more of an afternoon or an evening workout person. Do what works for you. That might work better for your schedule as well. So as you start, you'll consistently be learning about how to make it work for yourself. Same thing with nutrition. It's it's not you have to have a full fridge of groceries. It's just maybe let me start making one or two smarter choices a week in terms of drinking this much water per day and consistently making sure I'm eating enough calories or eating enough protein or whatever it is. So I like to say K-I-S-S, KISS, keep it super simple. Um, don't don't change your whole world around to try and make some changes in your life. The changes that come and that stay last come from small, consistent efforts, just not stopping those, just consistently executing those small habits, which then kind of turn into your lifestyle. So best piece of advice, don't overthink it. It's We all know a couple smart decisions that we could make or a couple swaps healthier options that we could make. Don't fit yourself into like, I have to do Pilates or I have to do six workouts a week or I have to run every day. You just have to move more than maybe you're moving right now. Uh, Maybe that's increasing from three walks a week to five walks a week. And then maybe you start incorporating some strength training. Then maybe you start incorporating um, a full workout with both of those. You know, it, it doesn't have to be any certain thing. It's just, what do you like? What works for your lifestyle? And what's the most sustainable for you? And just keep consistently operating in that way. Come back to your why anytime you're not sure, you know, how you're going to get this workout done. Uh, Come back to picturing yourself reaping the benefits of 
what you think you are doing this for. Say, I want to be able to play with my kids a little bit longer without being out of breath, or I want to be able to do this 5k in November. Picture yourself already having achieved those goals and just keep that visual in the front of your mind. Like I'm, I'm crushing and running across the finish line. Mm. this 5k. I'm running up and down the stairs with my kids and I'm not out of breath. Uh, just keep that why at the front of your mind instead of waiting for a mood to strike you like motivation. So dedication over motivation. My favorite thing about your workouts is that none of them are repetitive and they're all different. Like, I feel like I can never get bored if it's a hit, if it's a strength workout, like whatever it is, it just always keeps me super engaged. And before March, you know, when gyms kind of shut down, I was like, okay, now I have to do these at-home workouts because I can't go to a gym. I'd always been just like a treadmill runner. I would just run my three miles and then be done. Mm -hmm. And I started actually lifting weights for the first time when I found your videos. And it was so empowering, especially as a woman to like become stronger, you know, someone who had never like actually got stronger biceps or shoulder muscles. Mm -hmm. And I think beforehand, before when I was in a gym, I was always so intimidated to kind of get into weight training because I felt like I would look stupid or I just wasn't doing the right thing. And so I'd love to hear if you have any tips for someone who might want to get into more strength training, kind of how to get rid of that gym intimidation, or even if they're working out from home and it may be intimidating, where can they start with strength training and how to kind of defeat that? mindset. Yeah. And I know you're not alone in that. That's, I love just how honest you were there because I know that that's such a, a thing with, you know, people thinking in the gym, like everyone's looking at me. I may not do this right. I, I don't know how to do this the right way. And you don't want a chance messing up in front of other people who you think everyone knows how to do this. So that is one of the perks of working out at home. It's just, you're in your own zone. Like it's just your living room. You can wear whatever you want. You don't have to look mm-hmm. cute. You just throw on some sweats and My advice for starting with strength training is just start with getting the foundations down. So understand, just maybe watch a YouTube tutorial on how to just do a squat without weights in your own living room and get your technique down first. And the same thing with maybe push-ups or sit-ups or a plank or something like that. Just start with learning how to do those movements without the weight and you'll gain confidence as you start to do those body weight moves, which would then kind of lead you like, maybe let me pick up this dumbbell and let me try it with this. But I always, I'm huge on technique. And I mentioned earlier that one of my biggest inspirations was my strength and conditioning coach. And he was huge on technique. I had to start body weight, squatting on a box, sit down on it, stand up on it. Then I'll give you a dumbbell. Then when you're good there, then I'll give you a barbell. Then when you're good there, then I'll give you a barbell with weight on it. So I didn't start just like jumping into it with dumbbells. It starts, how do I move my body in the right way? And you'll feel kind of maybe awkward at first, like this, this doesn't look like uh, I know what I'm doing. But as you start to see what it should look like, and you gain confidence in that, then you'll start to gain confidence in the resistance that you're putting on your body. So the dumbbells or the kettlebells or the resistance bands, Um, the idea of going into a gym and thinking, you know, everyone, I guess you think everyone here already knows what they're doing. I think a lot of people are just in there doing their thing. So a lot of people are not really focusing on like, what's that person doing over there? They definitely don't look like they're doing it right. <laughs> a lot of people are just like, I've got my my best playlist on right now and I'm crushing my workout. So I think just get into your own zone as well. Maybe it's you take a couple dumbbells and you go to the other corner of the gym and you just kind of feel it out. Like this is how I feel, uh, you know, a little bit more confident than in front of this big mirror at the dumbbell rack. Maybe I take it over to the treadmill and I do 
a minute walk, and then I do some body weight squats behind it, and then a minute walk, and then some dumbbell squats. So people aren't looking at you as much as you think you are, but I do understand, you know, wanting to feel a bit more confident. So that's why the YouTube channel is great for people. I, I hear that a lot actually on our channel. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm so intimidated by the gym. I don't like going. I feel like the guys are looking at me, the girls are looking at me and I just feel creeped out by that. So if it's something where you want to feel a little bit more confident, grab a set of dumbbells and just rock it at home and go to your garage, blast some music and just feel out the technique learn the technique first, and then add your dumbbells. So there's no rush to have the heaviest weights. It's just you want to be able to prolong your fitness life. And that means learning how to do it right. And then adding the challenges from there. But uh, I, I think the home workouts are a good place to start with, mm. you know, low impact. Don't try to do something that's super advanced at first. I have a, a playlist on the channel that's uh, low impact workout. So there's no jumping. I also have a body weight workout. So you don't have to have any dumbbells at first. And I think that's a, a really good place to start. Just figuring out how to move your body in a way that feels comfortable and not jumping to, I'm the most advanced version and I need to keep up with this person or I need to keep up with this advanced person. And speaking of those at-home workouts, something that I'm so amazed by with your YouTube channel, there are so many fitness instructors, instructors online. Like there are so mm -hmm. many different fitness videos. And I'd be interested to hear kind of more from the business side. How did you differentiate your channel to kind of stand out amongst so many different trainers online? Because I know for me, the things that I like about your videos that I actually, you know, make me want to click on them because I enjoy them. But what do you think from like the creator side kind of helped you grow on YouTube and gain that audience? If we think about it, like most or industries are pretty saturated, like especially mm -hmm. now with everyone moving digital. If you think about it in that way, you're never really going to try something new. You're going to try to fit in with that, that large amount of people and what's being done. And, and you'll start to emulate other people and then you'll kind of lose your authenticity. So when we started the channel, it was actually something that we just did a lot of analytics on. We we would post something and then how did it do? What are people saying? I would comment back to every single person, like, what do you like? They would tell me, you know, I would love more consistent workouts. It was a lot of, we started with uh, like five minute abs and then 10 minute cardio or 15 minute glutes and arms or whatever. We just peppered in these little what we thought would be like a burnout add-on at the end of someone's gym session. And I never anticipated it being like a full daily workout channel. I thought this would be like an accessory type of channel where, oh, she has the best five minute abs that I can do mm -hmm. after I go to the gym. And so it was a lot of, let's listen to what people are saying. What are the numbers saying? What are the views telling us? Uh, what are people requesting that we're not doing yet? And so I think in, in just being your authentic self, be open to, listening to your audience and, and never straying to please everyone. But definitely the analytics from a business standpoint was something that we really harnessed in the beginning. Dustin, being a CPA, all kinds of spreadsheets, like all the spreadsheets, <laughs> Excel everywhere. And we just wanted to make sure that we weren't providing all this content that, as you know, takes so much time to put out for no reason. And it wasn't gaining any traction. So in listening to people, they started telling us, we would like longer workouts to be able to actually do a workout at home instead of just adding this onto something else. So we started doing longer workouts. And as the workouts got longer, the analytics, the numbers grew and people would come back more and ask for longer, more consistent workouts. So instead of two or three a week, we started doing uh, 
three or four a week. And then Mm. just right where you talked about how to differentiate yourself, one of our biggest inspirations was or is Casey Neistat. um, And he did a daily vlog every single day for a very long time. And we thought, why don't we be the Casey Neistat of fitness and post a workout every single day and, you know, test it out. If this is crazy and it doesn't work, listen to the numbers. This might be overload, but that's where I feel like our audience really grew to trust us and know that we were going to upload at the same time every day. They could expect a 30 to 60 minute workout every day. So it was a full programmed experience from a personal trainer and not just, you know, someone who wanted to randomly pop in and give you a 10 minute leg workout, but I'm your trainer for the whole month. Here's how we're going to work out. Here's how we're going to do your workouts. And daily, you can depend on me. Even if you can't make it every day, you're going to know that option is there for you. And so just kept engaging with the audience, kept getting feedback. And for a long time, you know, YouTube monetizing channels, um, there was a switch in, I think, 2018 or 17, Mm -hmm. where they got a lot more, uh, they cracked down on the analytics a lot more so that you had to have a certain number of hours viewed and a certain number of subscribers. And so we didn't make any money off of the channel for about eight months. Um, and just pushing daily. We knew it was going to be a grind and we were both, like I mentioned, just so down for the mission, but we knew if we were going to try this thing, we had to give it a fair shot and see if we could grow uh, to a channel where it could be something that people consistently came back to. And they gave us great reactions. The more we posted consistent full length workouts and uh, it was a, it was definitely a grind, but in seeing that the channel was growing, we knew that we could hold on and continue to listen and continue to create in a way that provided value. And it wasn't clickbaity and, and kind of like false advertisement of the fitness yeah. experience that we wanted to give, but a true program with a trainer who studies the body all the time, has a lot of emphasis on technique, really cares that you feel confident. You feel that you can consistently maintain a fitness lifestyle instead of just saying this is like a booty program, or this mm-hmm. is just a program for hot abs or whatever. It was, here's a full program with a trainer, just like if I would show up in your house, this is what I would give to you. And I'm going to do it with you as well. So I think that's something we also opted to differentiate ourselves with was I'm going to not cut. I'm not going to edit my mistakes. I'm going to say, here's authentic Sydney. And this is what I feel like you would want to see, not someone that looks perfect and looks like they're trying to place themselves at a superior level to you. Like we're teammates, we're working out together. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to quit on you. If we need to dial it back and modify, here's an option, but we're going to do it together every day, rep for rep. And I'm not going to coach you in a way that says like, keep up with me. You're not doing great enough. You know, it's, it's encouragement and it's science-based fitness. And I think that's where people tend to trust us more. So it was a lot of analytics looking and listening and, and just learning along the way, as I'm sure you can relate. That totally makes sense about the longer workouts because those are my favorites, like the 40 to 60 minute, the hit ones, and then the strength workouts, the boot camp ones. Like those are, when I see a new one pop up, I'm like, it's going to be a good day because I love (laughs) those. And I just think it's so crazy that you're able to post every single day. And I'd love to hear kind of what is your average normal schedule? Like when you wake up to when you go to bed with running all these things along with, you know, your Sydney squad, Royal change, like how do you make all of it happen each day? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you have to love what you do to, to be able to do something like this uh, for sure. But it's changed a lot since we started, you know, it was, 
in the beginning, it was personal training early in the morning, fitting a, a filming a workout here and then personal training in the evening and then editing in the evening. And the process used to take so much longer with like eight to 10 hour edits from starting a filming to the upload. Um, but, you know, fine tuning that and honestly reinvesting in the business with a faster processor on a better computer really helped us out. But uh, it's something where we, we just knew that that has to be an investment for us where we, if we're going to pump out a video daily, it can't be a 10 to 12 hour process. So in the beginning, it was a lot of personal training filming, personal training, editing. And now the business has grown to the point where we have the community membership, we have employees, we have different branches of the business. So uh, I'd go live daily with the Sydney squad. And that's because we have people from all over the world that's at all different times of the day, just paying respect to our international squad members, squad members that might be domestic, but working night shifts. So for about an hour and a half every day, I'm live in there. We film the workout. We do a modification window now. So we have kind of like a, a 30 minute pre-workout filming for the modifications. Then the thumbnail, of course, filming the video. And then we normally come back here to our home office and edit. And in the middle of the day, recently, we've switched to a new uh, studio with more space for our merchandise and apparel. And so it's been a lot of just, uh, you know, business growth internally, uh, managing employees, making sure our systems are in place for growth uh, as we have more room to actually scale that part of the business now. So it's been very uh, reactive right now and, and full time. I think if we're not working, we're sleeping for the last couple months. But, you know, I know that that eventually won't be the case. Uh, it'll be the Sydney Squad membership, the videos, um, social media content creation and then managing just the uh, aesthetic of what we provide and then having a team that we can grow this with. I won't have to be in, in customer service emails and I won't have to be packing and shipping, but you know, I've done all of the things. So I don't think there's any job that's too small for a company that's growing like ours is. And so it's been a lot of, of transition recently of packing and shipping orders and getting new stuff for our new space. And I think we're at the place now where we're starting to kind of catch our, catch our feet back under us again and, and growing the team. We can focus more in on what we do best, which is content creation and marketing that and providing value to our membership community. So it's all over the place right now. It's a little bit reactive, but we're working on those systems with the team, uh, growing that and just nailing down what are we best at. We need to be here and we need to have more people helping us so that we can provide better value. And my last question for you is just how has COVID impacted your business? I feel like obviously more people are watching these at-home workout videos. And so was that kind of like the only positive? Were there other negatives that came with like COVID and everything and running your business? Yeah, I think as far as from an operations standpoint, we, during COVID, we didn't have any employees. So it was, you know, just the two of us. So we didn't necessarily have to switch around anything there, but COVID force people to kind of switch their norms and go back home and work out. Everyone who was at the gym had to figure out what to do at home. And so we had a lot, a lot, a lot of people uh, come to the channel, which was fantastic. But also we had to address most of my programming was with weights. So I had to opt to do more programming that involved not so much uh, dumbbell workouts, but body weight workouts. And I have 
you know, I think we have almost 500 bodyweight workouts on the channel now. So that's something that people can always go to. It was a lot of listening again. I think that's with every period of growth in a business, you're listening to what helps people. And that means the most to us. So we, we changed our programming around. We have a big 12 week program that we do every year. We push that back to be able to help people with um, an at-home workout series. We had part one and part two, and it was every bit of coaching that I did was here's how to do this with a dumbbell. Here's how to do it without a dumbbell. Here's other options you could use at home. So definitely a little bit more challenging from a trainer standpoint, uh, but it was a, just such a blessing to be able to be there for people in a way that kind of forced people into the situation where they had to work out at home. You know, that this is one of the most terrible things that's happened to all of us mm -hmm. in a long time. But I was very thankful that we were able to be there for people. A lot of people said that was their only escape for the day. A lot of people said I would have never been able to stay sane throughout this time if I didn't have my workouts that I could do here at home. And so we've been really thankful to just be there for people. And it's forced us to grow and think in a different way as far as programming and scalability. You know, I don't know that this is going to end anytime soon. People are still feeling very uneasy about going back to the gym. So we're constantly thinking about that. We're, we're always thinking about how do we provide better value? Everything has switched for everyone. We had to kind of think there are so many limitations now that we know people didn't have in the beginning. And so it's challenged us a lot to force ourselves to level up and think, how do we help more people in a different way? But just very thankful to be, to have been able to be there for people and whether it was physical or completely mental and emotional, I think a lot of people needed that outlet for 30 to 60 minutes a day. So uh, it was, I'm glad that we could be there for people. That I mean, that's totally what your videos were for me because I used to be Thank someone you. who would work out at night, but during quarantine, mm -hmm. like especially in March, I was like, I have to do these workouts in the morning because it just put yeah. me in the right mindset for the rest of the day and your positivity and not in like a cheesy way that I had seen from other trainers online. Yeah. And just like the production value of your videos, especially your newer stage that you have now mm. and the lights, like it was just like this kind of bright spot to come to every morning. Yeah. And so I'm so thankful that I found your channel. And I hope after people listen to this, you'll maybe gain some more subscribers. So oh, if you want to plug your YouTube channel and maybe talk more about your Sydney squad too, because I think that's something that I don't I don't know a ton about and where people can find you on social media. Okay. Yeah. So all over social media, it's just Sydney Cummings. Our YouTube channel is also Sydney Cummings mm -hmm. and we have almost 1200 workouts there from body weight workouts to low impact workouts to time specific workouts. So if you only have 30 minutes, you have five minutes, you have 60 minutes, we've got everything categorized. So you can go there and find what you need pretty quickly. Um, in addition, everything is programmed. So you don't have to search through the channel. If you don't want to just follow along with the daily uploads. And I program in a way that if I were coming to your house, this is how I would personally train you. So definitely check that out. If it can help you in any way, I would love to help you there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that's kind of like our behind the scenes of what's going on outside of the videos. Um, and then the Sydney squad membership is our worldwide community. We have almost 3,200 members there now, men and women all different goals. So weight loss, weight gain, weight maintenance, having a community. There's a lot of different reasons people are in there, but I go live there every single day teaching about nutrition, teaching about motivation, um, and how to kind of make sure that your lifestyle supports your workouts and vice versa. Uh, we bring in specialists like registered dietitians and physical therapists and chiropractors to answer questions for the community. And we provide 
the, the slogan for the Sydney squad is adding more value to your journey. So outside of the workout, it's basically me addressing everything else that you're involved in, like eating and, you know, lifestyle choices, staying on track, having documents that you can see, okay, here's the science behind nutrition. Here's an accountability checklist. Here's a workout calendar. And then here's 32 people from, or 3,200 people from all over the world supporting you. And it's such a positive place. It's just like, I, I compare it to you walking into a stadium and everyone already knows you're coming and they're so excited that you're there. They're like, yeah, welcome, welcome. And they're just ready to help you with nutrition or recipes or what's worked for them. So it's a very positive place, very science-based, very, uh, it's not anything negative ever. It's how do we make our lives better? How do we make sure we're healthy and happy and strong? And that's, that's genuinely what it has turned into. So that's a part of our, our company. Royalchange.fit is our company website, which we're working on right now. Okay. That's where you can find all of our merchandise and our fitness equipment and our uh, Sydney Squad membership sign up. So any place there that I can help you, I would love to. And I'm so thankful for talking to you today. I hope this was beneficial to anyone that's listening. That is it for this episode. Again, I hope you guys enjoy. I know I always plug my speakers that I have here on the podcast, but especially Sydney, if you do want to check her out, if you want to try her workout, she will be linked in the show notes. I would definitely recommend her HIT workouts. I think they're really great. Any of her body weight workouts, especially the strength ones, the boot camp ones, like I said, I think that those are all great solid workouts. I mean, they're all great workouts, but those in particular are my favorites. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Feel free to DM me on Instagram and let me know if you enjoyed. And like always, the best way for me to see DMs is always if you tag me in a story. So let me know when you're listening to this. Are you on a walk? Are you working? I love seeing how you guys are enjoying the episodes and how you're listening to them. And I always get back to everyone who tags me in stories. So feel free to tag me in a story, leave a review. It always helps the podcast too. It helps it grow if you want to give me a rating on Apple. And also just subscribe if you enjoy this podcast. If it's a big part of your Monday mornings when you listen or any day throughout the week, feel free to just subscribe so you get notified when it goes up. I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so thankful to get to do this podcast for you guys. You mean the world to me. And I hope you guys just have a really great week. Bye, friends.